Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so happy that you are with me today. Hold on. Let's take a look. Isaiah 43:16 reads as follows: Thus says the Lord, which makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. You know, we can see where God made a way for Moses when he was at the Red Sea and he had all of Israel with him. And we know the Egyptians were behind them and they were coming to take their life. And we know that God made a way in that sea, didn't he? You know, Moses didn't didn't see the parting of the Red Sea before he got there, and God gave him the five-year plan, you know. He just told Moses, I, I want you to go and tell them, let my people go so they may come out and serve me. He wanted a relationship with them and one of serving God and for God to bring the Israelites up into a holy and a royal nation, an excellent way of life, a way of purpose, a way of passion, a way of excellence, and after all the hard work is done and all the time's been put in, you can stand back and tears will run down your face as you look at what God was actually able to do with you because you surrendered all to Him. You know, life with God is like a balloon. You know, we're the latex and He's the air, and together we can just soar up. It's an amazing existence if we would just hold on no matter what has happened and allow God to part the seas and make a path in the mighty waters. Maybe you're in a situation tonight where things are turbulent, things are awful. You just got bad news to the right and you just got bad news to the left. But let me tell you, God is a covenant-keeping God. That means he has a contract with the earth called the Bible. He will do for you exactly what he has written. Find the need you're going through. Whatever you're going through, find the promise in the Bible and know that God will bring you to that victory. Many of the promises, there's a stipulation. He's requiring you to do something first. Example, giving. You know, people say, oh, no, I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about money. All these Christians, that's all they talk about is money. Well, money is a part of life. And no, we talk about many things pertaining to God. But uh, money is a part of life. You know, you wouldn't be able to watch me unless you were able to find me, right? Well, that took some money to find me, didn't it? Whatever device you're watching or however you found your way into me, you had to have something that got you there. You're watching on one device or the other. Somewhere along the line, it cost money for you to hear me. And money is a big part part of uh, our journey here. And we as Christians, we look to God to provide all things for us. Just like when he, he brought all the Israelites out of the slavery of Pharaoh and the Egyptians, how they beat them and used them and made them their slaves and put, you know, to build up their big cities. And God said, no, no, no. Moses, you go, go with me 
and we're going to bring him out and we're going to set up a life with my people with me. And uh, Moses didn't say, where's the money coming from? How are we going to get to that place? And, you know, he just went with God and God gave him the steps. And every step, every step Moses did. And then they gave him another step. And he did that step. And then he says, okay, now do this. And he did that in another step. That's how life is with God. He'll give you the big plan. But then he gives you steps and you do it and steps and you do it. And you finally get to that big picture he's shown you. So no matter what mighty storm or sea has risen up in your life, it doesn't matter. Hold on. Because God is a covenant-keeping God. He keeps his contract with humanity. He keeps his oath. In the Bible, he says, as I live, he swears by himself. Because there is no higher. The only thing he looks up to is Psalm 138.2. He holds his word. It is written. His contract, his oath, his covenant with us above his name. It's amazing when you're a Christian and you know how to live because you've studied God. You've read the word. You read it every day. You cleanse your mind and your spirit and you know what to do because his spirit leads us. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful life. But, you know, many times in our holding on and this happened and that happened and, oh, my goodness, now this, the comfort zone that we once experienced takes a big nosedive. <laughs> Have you ever been on a plane, a turbulent plane, and you're just, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're going through a magazine or a book or you're listening to, to somebody preach or the Bible or, or worship music, whatever you're doing on the plane, maybe you're interacting with the person next to you. Or are you just staring out at the clouds thinking about things in your own life or God's taking you into to, to uh, revelation, more revelation, whatever the case. Very nice, nice flight. And the airline stewardess has just served you a refreshment. And all of a sudden, boom! And the plane takes off and heading south. And you hear all the people in the plane screaming, God, God! to the top of their lungs. Well, the comfort zone took a nosedive. So what do we do in our life? The comfort zone takes a nosedive. Well, we hold on. Well, what do we hold on to? Air? No. We hold on to the solid rock of Christ. The Word of God dipped in blood and His name, Jesus is the word of God. We hold on to their integrity and we walk through life on their integrity and direction. And I guarantee you, he will never fail you. I've walked through many mighty waters and big storms and all kind of adventures during my lifetime. But I'm a witness to his integrity. He's never failed me. He's never once failed never once and if God is not your father make him your father tonight just say this prayer with me dear Lord I have sinned against heaven and earth and I understand that my sin separates me from you I understand that I need to have my sin removed in order to have a relationship with you and I understand that my sin is removed by saying, I'm sorry, and 
Please cleanse me with the blood of Jesus and remit my sins. And God takes you into his arms and he gives you himself. He gives you his His spirit. He gives you the Holy, the Holy Ghost. He gives you Jesus. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And then he gives you his book. He says, eat it, believe it, live it. And let me direct your life all the way through. And no matter what you've come up against, I will see you through because I'm God. I'm almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. And there's nothing that I don't want to do for you. And there's nothing that I can't do for you. It's the only sane way to live. It's the only good way to live is in fellowship and union with your creator. So I want you to to make that transfer tonight. And you know, sometimes in our life, God takes us on a growing, growing, uh, it's time to grow some more, right? He likes to see us grow. Uh, we know that when we're born, we physically grow without any, any, uh, activity much on our part. We just get taller and taller and taller. But maturity, responsibility, discipline, commitment, uh, endurance, you know, perseverance, uh, forgiveness, going the extra mile, uh, going without, trusting God, finding a lack. You know, God grows us and he puts us through different seasons of development. And he's taking you into the image and full stature of his son, Jesus Christ, as Ephesians 4 tells us. That is where we're going through it all. And you know, when you go more and more and more into the image of Jesus, you have more peace, you have more knowledge, you have more love, you have more intelligence, you're able to help more people. It's a, it's a beautiful journey into maturity. And you know, as you're holding on, God will come through for you one way or the other. One way or the other, a door, the door will knock and provision will be provided. We know that a prophet in the Old Testament was fed by birds. God is supernatural. God has your rescue plan. And part of that rescue is a miracle. You might say, what is a miracle? Well, let's take a look. A miracle is an event when God, say God, makes something happen. That could never happen, could never happen in an ordinary way. It reminds me of the day where um, I was told by the landlord I had at uh, the business I had at that time that I had 30 days to remove myself from the premises because they were going to do something else with the building. And I didn't know to get a lease that young in my, my time on earth and business. And I didn't have a signed lease. I didn't feel like I needed one because they were good people. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes good people make mistakes. But we learn in life, don't we? We learn in life. But um, I had nowhere to go. Every business was dried up. And God said, 
go to lunch and go, go get a paper. I want to show you something. So I went to get a paper that was at the place I had lunch. And he said, look through what's for sale. And I found a big building for sale. He said, circle it. Now go see it. So I went to see the building, but it was 9,000 square feet. And I was in a 750 square foot facility. And he said, now lay your hands on that building and call it as yours in my name. I said, yes, Lord. So I laid my hands on that 9,000 square foot building. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that this building is mine in Jesus' name. And he said, good. Now call the person that has it for sale and um, let him know that you don't have any money. But God has told you, this is your building. I said, okay. Called, called the, called the owner of the building, let him know, you know, that I didn't have any money, but God has told me that this is my building. He said, oh, really? So I called back another week later and I got a realtor in there and he kind of mocked. He says, you can't have this building. You don't have any money. It's for sale. He said, you know, what, how do you expect to get the building? I said, God has told me this is my building. And I called a few other times and right before the end of the 30 days when we didn't have a place to move our business to because there were no other places available. This guy walks in my office and he throws down a contract right before we were cut, almost cut off the end of the 30 days. And he says, I don't know what's going on. He said, I don't understand this. He said, but the owner wants to give you this building to lease. So we went from 750 square feet to 9,000 square feet, but that's not the end of the story. We kept doing what God said, and then we ended up in a 30,000 square foot facility. Amazing story. But God is a God of faith. Say faith. God tells you what to do and you do it and he gives. It's really easy. What do I do? You get instruction. You do what he says and you receive what he promised. And it's a matter of steps and it's a matter of time and patience. And sometimes you have hurdles to over, over, uh, overcome. You know, I see a runner on a, on a track and you know, those hurdles they have to jump over. They don't stop and, give up the first time they run into opposition or they don't get something or their printer breaks or something, you know. I mean, you don't give up. Because what God wants you to do is going to have to take your effort and faith in Him and patience and fortitude and endurance, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you hold on, have faith and follow God, you are going, you are going to make it. I want us all tonight to remember a time and write it down, a time where God intervened in your life with a miracle. Good night. Rialaron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rialaron today at www.rialaron.org. Thank you.